I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a special series of episodes focused on the COVID-19 pandemic from a different perspective. You already know about washing your hands and staying at home, but staying at home has created a whole new set of unforeseen issues. Our homes were not created to serve as home, office, school, restaurant, daycare, all at once. This series of episodes is designed to address the fact that most, if not all of us, are home weathering this thing out, and hopefully this provides you with some inspiration and makes weathering this a little bit easier. This episode features William Hefner of Studio William Hefner, globally recognized and celebrated whose eponymous design firm at any given time has projects in multiple locations across the globe. So to speak with Hefner about how all of us can quote unquote tweak our homes and our home situation to better weather this stay at home reality, well, needless to say, I am so appreciative that he took the time to do this. You have been hearing from some of the world's greatest design and architectural minds about how to make this make the best of this situation, and the advice has been amazing. This is no exception. What is the best use of space? Hefner talks about making it feel like you have to make the space work before you get attached to the design. It's a it's a big idea. There have been some recurring themes over the course of this special series, light, space, functionality, and emotion. You're going to hear more about that here. This has been an exceptionally trying time for all of us. For me, this, is, this has been wonderful in the sense that I have had the opportunity to make dinner for my family almost every night, spend more time with the kids, quality time, going for walks and, and throwing the lacrosse ball, practicing soccer. We made a gym at our home uh, and my teenage daughter works out with me. I have not only been hosting the conversations and presenting them to you, I've been taking it in as well. You're about to hear some fantastic advice from William Hefner, and I hope you find it as useful as I have. Many people have never had to make their homes operate in so many different ways before. I think we're on the precipice of a, of a major change in the way people view home as both a residence and a mixed-use space. And so, you know, I guess... Do you, when you work with a new client for, for, the, for the first time, how do you glean from them what it is that, that their home is designed to do when they're trying? You know, it's not just something beautiful. Some people may want that, right? But yeah. usually there's, there's that function part that's so important. Where do you start with a new project? Um, I mean, I think I spend probably, I warn people that I spend quite a bit of time on the function of it and the adjacencies of spaces and how everything works long before we get to any of the pretty stuff. And so kind of on floor plans for a good bit of time. Um, so it's kind of like, it's always been part of what I can do. Cause I feel like I can make, like you say, you can make a beautiful house, but it doesn't mean it'll work for the person that you're working for. Right. So, um, it's, um, it's important to me to really understand how they like to work, how they like to work out. If it's a gym, how they, you know, how they organize their things for their closet, what outdoor spaces are adjacent to what into interior spaces and how to take advantage of you know, what, what indoor spaces require direct access to the outside in terms of if it's an office, there's an area patio off, off that, to go and take a phone call or to feel, to make you feel like you're not working so much. <laughs> this is my goal, you know, like it doesn't feel so much like that, but I think that's an important part of the process is to get all that stuff dialed in long before you get too attached to some 
design, right? Because as a designer, you can become attached to some form and then suddenly the function doesn't work so well in it because you're so attached to it, right? So, and that's an interesting point too. Do you ever have any trouble with clients, I'm sure you do, but any trouble with clients, getting them to understand what it is that they want the spaces to actually do? Yeah, so I think, you know, they can tell you, but you also have to kind of read between the lines because they don't, you know, they don't know this field as well as you do and not to be, um, you know, condescending, but it's just, you know, sometimes they don't know what they're saying. So I really try to listen to what they're saying, but I also try to read between the lines for what they, I think they really mean or what they really want um, to try to make all that work. Right. So, um, I know. I think it's a distinction because I had a client once who I thought well, I learned a great lesson from because I asked him a lot of questions about what he wanted and how it could work. And he said, you know, I'm not going to really tell you a lot more because, you know, if I tell you, he said, I'm going to kind of get what I can imagine and I'd prefer to get what you can imagine. And I thought, wow, that's great. <laughs> that's great <laughs> right. So at some point you have to just stop asking questions and just go for it, right? Just, just do your own interpretation of it and um, assume that you're going to get there. So now let's assume for a moment that there, there are folks at home who, who just, they've been putting off getting their designer to come in and, and change their space, and now they're stuck at home for three weeks, three months, who knows how long. I, I have a feeling that when this whole thing is over and people get back to reality, they're going to take that second look at their at their home, and they're going to make that call to their to their favorite designer, William. And I think it's really important that people understand how to figure out what it is that they truly want out of a space. But that's an interesting idea that he doesn't want to tell you because he doesn't want to shape your ideas. But isn't that also really important for someone to? Do you have them make notes? Do you have them make a list? Isn't that important for you to do your job? So, you know, we, at one point we had this sort of form, which we had people fill out. It was all like a million questions about how you like to live and what you need to have. And, you know, what, what do you like? Um, you know, very sort of specific questions about things. And I felt like for me, like, this is like, for me, it sort of was too much information early on and it sort of made it more difficult to think more abstractly early. So I sort of gather that same information in the last, in the first three, four, five meetings, but kind of in an order that helps me, <laughs> if you know what I mean, right? Like, I really don't want to know, like, where they want to keep the, um, the mixing bowls yet, you know, or too many specifics about things. I just want to stay big picture because it was sort of bogging me down a bit. Makes sense. It does, but I also su suppose it's a little different when you're working with a commercial client. Yeah, commercial client actually, frankly, it's better to know everything up front because it's you can't respond as easily with a commercial project because they're more, you know, in a way, the scale is larger or they're more complicated. So yeah, with commercial, it helps to know things, um, get as much information as you can up front. So when you start working, don't you wish more residential clients would operate like commercial clients? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Like, I kind of like that process because I feel like it's fun for me because the 
um, residential process is more intuitive and I like that part of it. You know, it's, it's more of a challenge, you know, it's, it's, um, um, and that, that works for me. <laughs> if you know what I mean? I don't mind that part because it makes it fun. I do, but it's interesting because in this context, you know, having had these conversations for a while now, one of the things that I think is most frustrating for a designer is trying to figure out what it is that the clients actually want in their space. And I think that this is a really good conversation to have because most people don't put enough thought into what it is that they actually want. You know, when they get a designer, when they get a new designer to work on on their project or a designer to work on their new project, it's kind of like, well, maybe, maybe they've seen something that you've done before and they like that, but that's not theirs. That's somebody else's. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, when when you start working with new clients, what would you like them to know? What would you like them to be able to tell you? I think I, all I really need from them are just a good idea of how they, you know, how they how they live currently on a sort of daily basis, and then how they aspire to. Like everybody has a reason why they're doing the new project, you know. And sometimes it boils down to very simple um, things. But, um, you know, what are my main goals? Sometimes it's like we wanted to, we bought a new house because we thought we could do a new project. We have room for the three or four things we've been missing the most, which are like, say, a gym and a pool and a uh, guest house or, you know, I don't know, something like that. And then, um, um, I don't know, it, it's really the sort of big picture goals for me because you can f- fill in the smaller things So, to me. No, and I and I think that's fair. And also looking at looking at some of your other work, sort of blending that indoor outdoor space, which I think you know it's funny because I was talking to somebody on the East Coast today, and they were they were talking to me about the concept of the snow day, which is kind of like this just for an extended period of time. I have yes. I'm, I was born and raised in Southern California. I have no frame of reference. I I can't even comprehend the idea of not going into work or not operating because there's too much snow outside. It's completely foreign to me. Right, right. But we're also really fortunate here that, you know, you've got a 365 day a year indoor outdoor space that we've, we've kind of become accustomed to treating as part of our home, as part of the inside of the home rather, because it's so multifunctional. So, um, does, does that change the way that you work on a project when you look at both indoor outdoor together as one, or do you still view it as two, as two sort of separate pieces? No, I really look at it as one piece because I find, I mean, one of my things lately is I really try to encourage people to not solve 100% of their needs with just more square footage for inside their house. Because I find it sort of makes the houses in a way too big. They feel later, they feel like they're rattling around in them because they've sort of designed for the 5% usage and or the 10% usage. So, um, you know, I really try to think about in planning, like, okay, when you have these, 50 people over for dinner or you have this kind of party, you know, we're going to use all these outdoor spaces and we're going to provide heat and light and cover for some of them. So they work. And, um, you really, I really think in, you know, we're fortunate in this environment to be able to include all those spaces in one. Absolutely. I, I also think, um, that color and the color palette is so important. And when I, when I look at your work, it's, 
a couple of things that I notice about your work that I really do love, and I and I sometimes it's hard to get a creator to explain why they work the way they work or how they how they sort of ideate these ideas. But I think that your color palettes are are very calming. Um, your use of space, you don't like you were talking. You don't you don't try to fill every inch. You kind of let the design breathe a little bit. Um, have you have you always been like that, or was there a, a change at some point that sort of led you to work that way? You know, I guess um, I prefer. Um, you know, just because in this business and a lot of people are like that, you see everything, you know, so it's for me visually, it's not calm to be in a place with too many things going on because I see all that. So it's all this sort of visual stimulation. So maybe that's the calming part. So really I've always tried to edit so that sort of important things stand out and you have a chance to rest and there are other things to see overall in an environment. So, um, it's kind of creating hierarchies and not just having everything be notable. Right. So, um, and to also think and get clients to think about what they will, um, what will wear well with them for them over time and what things they might get tired of and try to, um, to eliminate that. Like, Oh, Hey, this is, this is pretty jazzy. I like this, but I could see where in, two years I'm going to call you back and want to redo it. So yeah, maybe we should think about something else. Um, so just try to think that of ways to do that. And with a sort of a simpler palette, there are ways to introduce variety later um, with that, with fairly minimal intervention and to transform the space. So I guess those are some of the reasons. Well, <clears throat> as I look at one of the projects that, that you've worked on, and, and this was actually published in Interiors California Magazine, uh, 2017, the Avignon Residence. Um, oh, uh huh. The so this is a this is a fairly sizable home. What was the square footage on this? Do you remember? It's a big house. Yeah, it's like ten thousand feet, something like yeah, that. Yeah, ten thousand square feet. It's a big house, and mm -hmm. as I look at the rooms, every room has has space to breathe. Um, whether it's the dining room, you, you know, I, you could have easily gone bigger if you wanted to, but you didn't, um, you let the chandelier speak powerfully in and of itself. You, you let, you know, the, the, the wall treatment is impactful, but it's not overwhelming. The furniture, it does not own the room. The room just actually works, works together. And I think that that's so important because I, I feel like, and from what I what I understand is, you know, people will see a space and then we work so hard to fill that space as opposed to what a designer does, which is you find the space, you match it with what a client is looking for, and then you pair it to their personality. Right. And so, you know, it's funny because again, with a creator, you can't tell someone how to be creative. You know, either either you have it or you don't, but what I think really is important is the inspiration that people glean from creators with whom they connect. And so, right. you know, the purpose for this was to try to, and this is a tough task to try to figure out what people can do right now in this situation, using the advice from world-class designers um, 
to help their own situation and, and allow their spaces to to serve more efficiently. And what I'm getting from this conversation really and, and looking at your work is, you know, let it let it breathe a little bit, yeah? Yeah. It's interesting too because the last four years or so, we've done a half dozen projects for people with grown kids. You know, the kids have grown up, they've gone off to college and now they want a house for themselves. They can't find that house because all the houses that are for sale have four or five, six bedrooms and, you know, they're all sort of chopped up and things. And what's interesting learning from all of those people who probably lived, you know, they lived in a big traditional house or a big Mediterranean house or something on the West side here in LA is they all, you know, sort of independently. It's like one of those, um, you know, blind medical tests that they do where no one knows what they're doing, but they all sort of <laughs> right. arrive. They all arrived, came to the same conclusion that they wanted. They didn't want empty rooms to walk by. They didn't use, they didn't want a lot of empty bedrooms. They were aware of that were in their circulation path and they wanted less stuff. Like all of them, the headline was less stuff. And, um, and sort of a more open approach to living. And that was a great learning because they'd all sort of, you know, had a lot of experience living in, you know, the sort of that kind of environment. They wanted something different. So um, I think that's at some point where people get, right? Once they've. Um, I think, so. I think also um, working for designing the the california your your book um california homes mm -hmm. you know it seems to me and and looking at your work and knowing the work that you do um this this is something this style not only speaks to you but you're you're kind of in the process of redefining it and that's one of the the reasons why i was so excited to talk to you is because you you are you know through your work you're redefining what the idea of a california home actually both is and can be um and i'm and i'm curious what what that means to you from a from a philosophical standpoint and sort of how how that aesthetic it's not really an aesthetic it's an i think it's more of an idea um defines the work that you do you know the open spaces the the comfortable feeling the you know heavy use of of um of glass with those open spaces to really bring the inside out. I feel like if you've got a house in Southern California, you have some of these tools available to you. It's simply a matter of finding them and then figuring out how to make them work for you. Is that, is right. that fair? It is. Cause I feel like we have opportunities. Hence that sort of California home name, not that some other places in the world don't have our weather, but you know, because of the weather, because of the fact that really anything will grow here for the most part, um, that and the fact that the light is amazing here, like through so much of the year, um, then you have different opportunities than you have in London or you have in New York or you have other places. You don't have the severity in weather. So, um, but it seems like, yeah, like you say, California homes can be different and take advantage of all those properties that makes it unique to be here. And like you said, they are bringing the light in appropriate ways, both it creates great light, but it also doesn't, you know, cooks people, right? It's not too hot from doing that. Right. Right. And then, um, but, and creating access 
casual spaces, creating privacy and um, sort of emotion with the, with inspiring landscaping. And it's, um, it's just a great spot. And I think because of that, that's part of why I think attracted, you know, in the early days, you know, people um, on the early side, like the Wallace Ness and the George Washington Smiths who were inspired and came here and did all this, they have this Spanish colonial houses here down to Schindler and Neutra who were inspired, I think in the same way by the weather and the environment. So it's just trying to keep that, that path moving along um, in terms of innovation in, even in, I think the fun part about my work is it's oftentimes in a, in a traditional um, format, but it's still trying to keep the evolution and of, of that um, type moving forward. That's perfect. Um, and I think it's helpful. And I think that some folks are going to get some, some good ideas from this. And, and William, I really do appreciate the time. Oh, you're welcome. I'm very excited. I'd love to be on the show again. I, I have a California Homes 2 book coming out in June, like the middle of June, that we're very excited about. Um, that's a, It's neat. It's got a lot of new projects and a lot more contemporary projects, so it's kind of fun. So I'm excited about that book, too. I'll make sure you get a copy when it comes out. Thank you, William, for your time and talent. For more about William Hefner, please go to williamhefner.com. Thank you, Walker Zanger, for your partnership and continued support of Convo by Design. And thank you for listening. Were it not for you, there would be no Convo by Design. So thank you. We will get through this together. And until we do, I will keep bringing you the ideas from incredibly talented creatives to make this a little bit better. If you have questions, ideas for a segment, or you're a designer that wants to help, please email me at convobydesign at outlook.com. Take care of yourself and your loved ones.